it's been like I've been getting beaten over the head with this, but it's like attention is everything. Our attention is absolutely fucking everything. Like our attention creates our, our worlds, you know, and it's like, and we're so often caught up in, in the judgments of what's going on that we just, we, we miss out on our lives that are happening right in front of us. You know, we miss out on how, how magical just the, the seemingly mundane and ordinary is. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. This is it. It's that time. It's podcast time with Brandon and Evan. (laughs) Um, So today we're talking about an honest pursuit of something. We wanted to give you a fun little title and this is it. Um, The podcast that we're doing is about being an artist, being creative, but not just about being an artist. It's living that creative artistic life and finding your flow in everything you do finding your sense of purpose and passion and all of that. You know, we don't really reiterate a lot what this podcast is about, but it's not just for artists, it's for everybody. I mean, this is your life and mm-hmm. your life is a blank canvas, so to speak. You know, yeah. it's you standing in front or sitting in front of your piano or holding your guitar. It's you standing on stage with the light on you. Everybody is in it. Mm -hmm. you know? And when you go after something in your life, whatever that might be, you know, I think we want to encourage the idea that you just go with it wholeheartedly, honestly, fully. And what that is, what that something is for you. I mean, it could be anything and it doesn't even have to be in the arts. Mm -hmm. So we had a big talk, which was a very, I don't know how we got here. was interesting because it started in a different way. Yeah. it, I'm glad we got here. Yeah, it was a bit of a journey to get to get there. And then it was just, you said it, just like an honest pursuit of something. And I was like, that sounds like the perfect title. And that's that's really just where we're our starting point. Yeah. We didn't and, really have much of a, like, we had a big discussion, but not necessarily about that specifically. Right. But just being like, that's something to talk about. Let's you know, do it. Yeah. And you're right. We didn't come up with like some big conclusion on what this is going to be. We, we literally took that as let's make that our starting point and let's see where this takes us, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But to give some context to the audience members, I mean, where this came from was, and I've talked about this a bit before on podcasts, but you had referred um, a video game development like YouTube channel for me to look at. Yeah. And... I talked about previously how video game development's been something that I've been really interested in. So I've been going down that road. I feel like, you know, kind of the new kid at school that's like in kindergarten, like, like just looking ahead at all the learning that I have about to do. So it's somewhat overwhelming at times, but, um, I don't have any real like ambitions about where this needs to go, who I need to become, what it needs to do for me. I just really love video games. Like 
and I want to create them or at least learn how to create them. And, and I want to go down that road a little ways. Mm-hmm. And it's really an honest pursuit for me. It's just this real honest kind of like, I don't know. It's exciting. It seems like it would be fun. It seems like it would be cool. Let's see what would happen. And then I was talking about, you know, when I started filmmaking, that was the same way it started for me. I didn't have any ambitions or any like big idea about being some big director or something like that. Like that wasn't, that came a little later. I started to go like, oh, maybe I could make something out of this. But when it started, it was really just, hey, wouldn't it be awesome if we made a film? Like, wouldn't that be so much fun? And that's really what happened. And, you know, it was an honest pursuit and it actually started my film career. Um, I think that there's a lot of things we don't start because we get too far ahead of ourselves and we start to think, well, will this lead me anywhere? Will this make me money? You know, will I ever succeed at it? Do I have a chance? Yeah. And it's like, none of that matters. Right now, what matters is that you have an interest in it and you want to go down this road a little ways. Yeah. And you don't have to go down it forever. You could change your mind. I mean, I might go down video game developing, you know, and then next month I might be like, ah, fuck it. I'm not interested anymore. It was a, it was it was interesting for a moment, and then I found out what, what it was more about, and now I'm not interested anymore. You can change your mind. But I think an honest pursuit of something is you taking those initial steps to go down that road and, and venture down that and start to see if there's something there that has traction for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like there was – when you said it, it was – in my mind, there's, I'm like, there's a tremendous power in an honest pursuit of something because – the opposite side of that is, I think, something that we fall trapped to a lot in our lives. It's easy to, which is, an, a, I guess, a dishonest pursuit of something, which is, I guess, could come up in, in many different ways. We can be lying to ourselves about something. Um, we can be bowing into pressure from other people around us to go in this direction, make this step in, in this direction. And it's not really anything that we want to do. Mm-hmm. It's things we're doing because we are afraid of the consequences if we did otherwise. Right. Very often just like, oh, well, what might happen if I, if I don't do this or if I, if I actually pursue this thing that I'm interested, you know, because the thing is with the life of an artist to go specifically into like the, uh, of an artistic career lifestyle, is that it comes with such uncertainty. I mean, all, every human life, there's, it's riddled with uncertainty. It's, yeah, it's not just the arts. Yeah, it's not just the, the arts, arts, but the arts. bring it out a little more. It bring, yeah, it just yeah. kind of like embellishes, puts a little highlighter on it yeah. on some of these things <laughs> to really stand out. Because in the arts, they're, they're really like, sec- uh, there's a lot of securities that are not necessarily there. Yeah. You know, and it presents a a real challenge, you know, mostly a mental challenge with things because, yeah, you don't know how things are going to work out. And I lost my train of thought, but regardless, um, there's the artistic life just brings these things out. Everyone deals with uncertainty, but for the artist, it's like you the thing is you have to express this thing, you know? And it's like, it's like, what is the consequence of not expressing this thing? What is the consequence of not doing this thing? And, you know, the, 
the word might be like sort of soul is that like for the artist, it's like it's it's a compromising of your soul. It's a compromising of your being to not say these things. And there is there is a payment that is due at the end of, of that as well. Yeah. Well, there's a saying, actually, the 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 price the, the price for living is death. Like it's, it's something like that, right? Like the, 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 the mm. price to live a life is to, is, is to die. Mm. That's, that's the cost. So, you know, you're going to die. Um, and I, I think that when, when you look at your life, I mean, th- one thing is that certainty is mostly an illusion. You know, yeah. it's, it's not as real as we think. And Agreed. There, there was a TED talk I was listening to actually, and um, because this this talk actually came from the concepts or like the birth of like, well, what is regret and how does regret play in? And yeah, I had some epiphanies about how it worked in my life or how it works in my life and how I'm kind of transcending it and transforming my um, take on what regret is and how I experience it and how I work with it. But something I've been learning since my recognitions is that everybody has some form of regret. Otherwise they're, you know, they're, they have serious problems or they're, they're like seriously not good people because regret is a very, very necessary part of the human experience. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's unavoidable. You're going to experience it. And if you don't, you're either going to get yourself in like great danger. Or you're going to get yourself killed early or something because regret actually what it does is it makes us better. It makes us form better decisions in the future. Um, it, they've, they've done many scientific experiments about this, about how actually um, considering regret preemptively is what helps you to save. It's what helps you to practice, have discipline and yeah. do all sorts of things or to take risks that you wouldn't normally take. Yeah. So regret is is kind of this double-edged sword. When we think of regret, though, we think of the sword cutting us. We don't so much think of how the cor- how the sword cuts through things for us. Like, yeah. when you think of regret, for example, you know, I think about, like, UFC fighters, for example, or, you know, mixed martial arts fighters, and I think about them, like, in a way, you, you don't want to skip practice because you know that you could get knocked out. You know that you could just go in and just get destroyed in front of everybody. Yeah. So there's this kind of like, I'm going to give it all I got up until the match to some degree, I would imagine. I mean, there would be for me because it would be like the consequence is high and I could perceive in the future the possible regret of going like, man, I didn't practice hard enough. I didn't get myself trained enough. Yeah. You know, but anything could be like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I, I don't want to steal the floor here. I'm just saying that an honest pursuit of something comes from some foresight of regret and also some recognition of how you have regret already. Because, you know, here's the last thing I'd say. If your greatest fear is getting old and retiring and becoming like you know, a nuisance to everybody and have really nothing to share of your life and just kind of like, like if that scares you, don't plan on doing it. Yeah. Don't like, you know, but we will. Like, and that's a dishonest pursuit. It's like, I'm going to save, I'm going to be responsible, I'm going to do this job I fucking hate. I'm going to show up and, you know, I'm just going to drink and smoke and do all the shit I need to do just to get through it because it's so unbearable. And you're doing that. I mean, that's not really an honest pursuit because you're not acknowledging the fact that that's not okay. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's you're using band-aid solutions. You know, yeah. it's like we've got an emergency, and <laughs> but sometimes you got to you know, do so what you got to do. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, the thing. Yeah, this is actually really interesting. I'm glad that this circled back to where our early conversation did because there's like most things there is somehow these things do it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a relation it's like wherever we started a conversation and wherever sometimes it ends up it's like well there's a thread that led to to all of these things yeah but yeah there's there is this incredible link of with regret and an honest pursuit because i think that like you said regret is an incredible uh teaching tool you know because I think regret shows us where we have been dishonest with ourselves, especially if we're if we're really hanging on to it, you know, because it's pointing to it's like, hey, you're not you're not doing or being the person that you that you are doing the thing that you want to actually be doing. Right. Because I think regret is not something that we're supposed to hang on to. You know, as useful as it can be, it's not something that you're supposed to sit in over and over and over again. It's there to just be like, hey, you messed up here. Yeah. Right. And you have this feeling. Don't like this feeling. Right. Like, let's look at what that is. And it's because it's like, well, yeah, that wasn't who you are. What you did, that isn't who you are or how you're being. This isn't who you are. And this isn't what you want to be doing. So do you want to continue to live with this feeling? And until you you take action until you can recognize that until you can actually feel that that feeling then that regret's not going to go anywhere what right you, and you okay, were hold on what do you mean until you feel the feeling the regret's not going anywhere let's like stop there for a sec what do you mean so cuz like regret is is it's not just an intellectual thing of like, you know, like we say regret, regret is like, oh, it's because yes, there's that whole equation of it. It's like you did something or something happened. You wish you'd done a different action. Right. But it's not just, it's not just that thing. There's the, there's an emotion that comes with it. You know, regret is a feeling that we have. It's a very specific feeling that we have. And it's, it's a really uncomfortable, awful feeling. Yeah. And Pain is a teacher because I would say regret is is a pain type feeling totally in, as a category. Yes. Right. So until we and this is something you had said in our in our preliminary conversation about regret is that it's like don't like we we're always trying to get over regret. But getting over it isn't addressing it. You what you were saying was like you have to you have to go through it. Yeah, right. I actually, that wasn't mine. That was from, I think a guy, I think his name's Jay Shetty. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Yeah. Something Shetty. Pretty sure it's Jay. Shout out, everything, just yeah. passing it, passing I, it I on, paying it forward. I want to make sure I forward. give tribute, yeah. you know, f- because that's where I got it from. But mm-hmm. I think he had a really good point is that we do treat regret like, some, like in our culture, and he was pointing out that we treat it like something we got to get over. And that's why we carry it with us for far too long. But regret is actually something you get through. And once you're through it, you leave it. Mm-hmm. So, like part of the challenge I was experiencing, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I just want to say this because I think it'll hammer the point home, is that I was looking at my regrets as this kind of thing I needed to heal and I needed to get over it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I kept carrying it with me and kept reminding myself of this thing I fucked up on or I did this wrong or I made a mistake. And so 
the, the, the thing that was happening for me is that it would just kind of keep coming with me, keep coming with me. And the thing is, is what I learned is that you don't, like reg- the regrets you have, you don't forget them. They never go away. It's not like they're done. And to try to do that is no good for you. Mm-hmm. When you get through the the regret that you made, like you, you go, okay, I fucked up. These are the mistakes I made. I'm going to do it differently next time. Um, and you process that feeling, which I believe is to fully feel it, work through the feeling, you know, for a short period of time, not like for the rest of your life. And then yeah. you're done. Then you've been through it. And yeah. now you can go, okay, great. I'm a new person. I'm better off. I won't do that again. Boom. You can leave it. Yeah. Right. But you don't need to keep trying to heal it after that. The yeah, wound yeah. that left the scar, the scar is not going away. Yeah. That regret you have is going to leave a scar for you forever. Yeah. And that's okay. You want that because that's what made you better. But yeah. It's like, it's not, don't keep opening up the wound. You just like, you've got yes, to let. That's a great way to put it. Don't keep opening up the wound. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I would argue it's like, if you keep opening the wound, it means you're not really healed exactly. <laughs> the whole thing right that's so. the ironic thing and in a way that's what i was doing i kept opening up the wound thinking that opening it up was somehow going to help me heal it yeah it's silly but like when you see yourself doing it you go that well that's dumb i'm not going to do that yeah. anymore but until you see yourself doing it you don't know you're doing it yeah like i didn't know i was opening up the wound over and over again i didn't recognize mm-hmm. that you know, i just knew i was in pain this this conversation like i, I know i already said this but is really putting out to me at least at this point in time is that yeah like this this relationship between um you know uh, regret and and honesty is a very close one Mm. because the regret is such a personal thing there's there with regret there comes shame you know there's guilt and there's shame that comes with with regret and just in the way that regret functions, you know, how, how that whole thing operates, it really is a, a feeling that comes out of, out of an action or non-action that is dishonest to who you are, which is a, it's something that was a betrayal of your integrity hmm. in some way. And, you know, and, and that happens. I think that this is, one of the incredible things like so when we look at something like regret how do we i love that this conversation's gone is taking this turn it's yeah it's interesting um, right it's like <laughs> it's it's kind of fun going and navigating this conversation we're having it's funny how we keep commenting on it too but it's funny how this conversation goes because that is the interesting thing right like you i mean someone could listen to this this episode going okay well i'm gonna get into this and all of a sudden it's like what we're talking about regret but like but like you actually end up finding out that there's a relationship to things that you didn't see before that help you unlock something because i think what we're realizing as we've had the preliminary discussion and even entering this one is like there's kind of a way to get a into your honest pursuit and like, and look at it. But like this, this little monster of regret is Mm -hmm. this thing that we don't always talk about, but it's like very closely related and something about regret. You said it was very personal. I just want to mention it is very personal because regret actually all comes down to your own standards, your own values. Yeah. 
Um, someone could do something, not regret it. Another person can do it and totally regret it. Totally different yeah. response to the same thing. And that's very much largely based on their internal uh, yeah. decisions of what they value, what, what matters to them. Who so you are. Even more does that point to why it's an honest pursuit, because the pursuit yeah. for you is not the pursuit for them. So if you try and model what they did, you might actually regret it. Like you might say, I want to be a millionaire. Well, did you know that that millionaire stepped on old ladies to get to where they were? Do you know yeah. that they fucking destroyed families' lives to like get there? Do you know that they stole and cheated and that they, they betrayed friends to get there? Do yeah. you still want that million dollars knowing you have that on your hands? Like, but imagine that you did that to all those people. Right. And that you had to carry that with you. Now that person might not care mm -hmm. and you could go, well, that person's bad. But like, aside from all that, whatever your judgments of that person are, and we could get into that later, but like yeah. your honest pursuit of something might not align with that. And if you try to do what they do, you could end yourself up in some very hot water and some very like turmoil place that you don't want to be in. And you have your million dollars, but then you're like, yeah, but like, who am I? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Whatever the prize is that you're trying to go for. Yeah. Like there's this correlation of like, there's the, the price that comes with a dishonest pursuit. And very often that's, that's loaded with regret. You know, it's like people who give up on on their dreams, you know, like with artistry, this you hear this story a lot, you know, like people who reach a certain point in their life, like they've they wanted to, to go and pursue this. They wanted to go to art school. They wanted to <laughs> do these things. And instead, they they decided to compromise in a big way. You know, sometimes compromise, I don't think compromise is, is an ugly word, but when you compromise in a big way, it can be really harmful. Mm -hmm. And especially when it goes on giving up on a, on a dream, yeah. giving up on a passion and pursuing something because it was safer. And sure, that leads to its own life. And it's not like that that life is is absent of incredible joys and, and beautiful things. But so often you hear these stories of these people who get to a certain point, you know, maybe they're at the end of their life or maybe they're just about to, they're in their retirement. And they said, you know what? I always wanted to do this and now I'm finally just doing it. Yeah. I'm finally just acting on it, you know? And I think that's incredible. I love to see that when, when people make that jump, when they make that realization, right? Because it is, it's regret. It's like, you know what? I didn't do this. And I really wanted to do it. And I've only got so much life to live. And so now I'm going to do it, right? And they're going to take action. They're going to take that acting class. They're going to they're gonna step into that, that pottery workshop. They're going to do <laughs> that thing, right? Because they don't want to live with regret. You know, that's, that's the, the healing. It's like this was authentically something that was me that I've neglected. Mm -hmm. And now you can't neglect it anymore. Yeah. Right. And, and I think the thing with, because I think we have to talk about this is that how do we move through regret? How do we begin to, um, to look at it in a way that is healing? And for me, it 
personally, it comes down to accepting that we're human. You know, I think like, that's the cornerstone. I honestly do. Something that so, if I can for a second, I want to share that. My, you can for a second, Brandon. For a second, I give you, just for a yeah, moment. Just for a second. Yeah, all right. You can. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, so I was, I, I was being very dishonest about my regret with myself, because ever since I've been, I don't know. 14, 15, 16 years old, right around there. I I just started like, and even before that really, but I, I just like said, I'm going to go for this thing. I'm going to try. I'm going to like throw it all and like do it. And I'm like, I don't regret anything. I mean, I, I gave everything I had, you know, and life, life worked out the way it did at this point. And, you know, I'll be honest, I had these ambitions and perceptions and ideas that I would be like this big deal at this point in my life. And it turned out that at least on a uh, materialistic scale, you know, I'm comparatively like to what I imagined my life would look like, not. Doesn't mean I'm not a big deal. Doesn't make a, mean I'm an influencer or making a big impact now, maybe more than I even realize. Who, who knows? But it didn't necessarily align. And so I, I was thinking, well, I don't regret. I love what I did. I fucking went for it. I had a blast. My life has been super fulfilling and if I died today I would not die going fuck I wish I did this I wouldn't like you could have me on my deathbed the only thing I could say is like I could go to Europe already (laughs) it's the only one and it's like I haven't yet that's that's the one thing on my like bucket list that I just haven't done yet and I'm like fuck you got to get on that one like that's that's the one thing that if I was dying I'd be like fuck I didn't make it to Europe you know what I mean yeah so uh well I did but I didn't make it to all the parts that I wanted to make it to, whatever that means. But anyway, regardless, okay, so I'm like, well, I don't regret because I, I went for it. I did it. I did my dream. I fucking went full out as a filmmaker. I, I tried the acting. I did it all that I wanted. Um, but I realized that my regret doesn't work that way. Not for me. My regret works in that I believe I made errors and bad choices, and I regret certain choices in the sense that I... I was loyal to friends who were not really my friends. I stuck with the toxic relationship longer than I should have. I joined a toxic group that I shouldn't have. And these things affected my life and my future and my current happiness, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I realized that I need to be honest about that. I need to be honest that I beat the shit out of myself for making these mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's not that I didn't go for it. And, and in some ways, I'm not going for it as much right now as I used to because I'm beating myself up for, for making mistakes. Because what I did was I paired going for it with being careless. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I'm better than I ever was. I know more than I ever did. I have cleared so many blind spots that I used to have. If I went for it all out again, I would be so much more prepared for those types of things to occur. Now, it's not to say that other things wouldn't occur, mm-hmm. but regret is kind of one of those things whereas like when you're not honest about your regret, it becomes and I and I described it in my journal like this, the sword that holds you down by the throat. Because it literally stops you from moving. Yeah. And and it can 
when it's used against you, like it's a sword. I really believe it's a sword. You can use it to literally cut through things and be like, fuck it, I'm going to work out today. I'm going to act in class. I don't care if I'm tired. I'm going to do the fucking thing, mm-hmm. right? And it can cut through the world for you. But it can also cut you. And if you and I was turning the sword literally on myself, holding it to my own throat, going like, don't risk and make mistakes. You're going to fuck up again. Or you haven't healed what you already fucked up or blah, blah, blah. And I really like I put myself in kind of a paralyzed state around certain things. And so this recent awareness, in a sense, it's been somewhat recent, has allowed me to just take that knife away from my throat and be like, okay, like you don't have a knife to your throat. Now, what do you want to do? And yeah. it, it, that's basically the experience I'm having because it's like, but I just wasn't being honest that I was having regrets and, and using them against myself. Yeah. I hope someone there out there on the call, like on this, like talk can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Someone who I'm really sure. like has gone for it or you feel like you're going for it and you just feel like you can't anymore. Like I'm telling you, just look at, try to look at that. Try to see how much you're beating yourself up for your mistakes and, and be kind to yourself and forgive yourself. You're going to give yourself a whole new world of freedom. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think you said the word there, like forgiveness is such an in, incredible word when it comes to this, being able to Another forgive Another huge yourself. relationship to this whole honest pursuit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because like when it comes to, yeah, like healing regret, like I said, it's like you're human. You make mistakes. Guess what? So has everybody else. You know, it, it's, it comes with it. This is what comes with living. You're going to make mistakes and you don't need to regret making mistakes. You know, there's no need to regret that. And as you were talking, I just realized, like, you know what? Like, I think that what, when we feel regret, what it is actually really trying to tell us, right? Because what we're doing is we're caught up in a mind game of just like, I should have done this, I should have done that. We get caught up in that should game. And regret is actually this thing that's trying to, trying to slap us awake. It's trying to say, wake up and live your life. Regret is saying, live your life. Yeah. Over and over and over again until you, until you wake up and say, oh, oh shit. I do have to live my life. Yeah. I have to live my life. No one else can live this for me. No one else can make the right decisions for me. Only I can do that. Yeah. And whatever I have to, that is. whatever the fuck that is, yeah. it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It's what, what is right for you. That's such a, that's such a like big point is like, that's what an honest pursuit is. What is right for you? You know, and you, you might have a whole world around you. We talked about this on the podcast, of, I don't know, a couple ago. I'm not sure. But I was talking about my story with my dad and how my dad was like, like kind of fucking betrayed me. And, and I just said, fuck you. And I went and I did it. And it was like this. That's the thing, man. I don't fucking regret that. Yeah. And, and it's like. There was a it's moment. not like it's without its consequences. No, it has but, consequences. But exactly. there's no regret. <laughs> there's no regret. Because you, when you are being honest about what really matters to you, you don't let shit get in your way and you don't care what other people think of you and you don't even care about what they use against you to control you. Like it's, it is power and freedom. But, you know, I think we, we like to think of power and freedom as this kind of like grace of like, I'm, I'm flowing and everything's wonderful, but power and freedom can be fucking gritty, man. Power and freedom can be like, you know what? Like you got me in the fucking prison cell right now, but I'm still a free man. 
I'm yeah. still free. It doesn't matter. You can chain me up. You can do whatever, but you can't take what is inside of me and you cannot own that or control that. And that is the one power that we have. And like when you're in an honest pursuit, you have this thing inside of you that is unfucking touchable. And I can speak to that as the truth, man, because fuck, man, I, I remember coming back or just going down there and being like, I have no fucking money. And I just like, and I fucking figured it out, man. I figured the shit out because when it's, when that fucking fire inside of you is burning, the whole world sees it. And yeah. you know what? It, you, you burn through shit. Like you, you open up doors because there's these moments in your life. And I, I, I'm just reminding myself of this is so good for me to actually say this out loud just for me is those were the moments where I was truly invincible and they were not easy and they were not always lovely, Mm -hmm. but there was a purity to it. There was a clarity to it. Mm -hmm. And there were, you know, I think sometimes, cause I, sometimes I beat myself up in my life right now, but I think like, oh, it was so good in my twenties. But it's like, no, it wasn't always so good. There was fucking five or whatever years, a three, four, five years where I didn't even talk to my dad, you know, where we didn't even have a relationship. There was, there was periods where I didn't have any money and I was off on my own with my dream, doing my own thing, you know, um, just trying to struggle to like get by and keep it going. Those were not fucking lovely and perfect. But when I, when I think back about them, they do seem like these glorious days, but I think it's because they were so honest of a pursuit. It wasn't because they looked pretty on the external world always, or that everything was working out wonderful, but that's the internal clarity you get. You get this kind of centeredness, you know? And I think that, um, you know, we, 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 we fall off of that. I've fallen off of that at times, you know, maybe even now a little bit, but I, I keep trying to like, okay, well let's reignite that. What was that thing that gave me that experience of my life that was so rich, you know? And I think when you're, when you're in your truth, you know, whatever that is for you, you know, it could be anything, but whatever that is, you you just know. You know, you have this knowing inside of you. Yeah. And you don't, if you're not trying to do what everyone tells you to do or trying to model or copy or, or fit in or be liked or be accepted and you're just doing your fucking thing, it's going to change your world. But like, there's no regret in that. There can't be, it it doesn't exist in that realm. That's, that's my point. You know, Mm -hmm. regret the only re- like the only regret to really have, I don't know, man, I'm having an awareness here. The only <laughs> regret to have is to not be in that truth. Yeah. That is really it. Like, and, and I think that regrets continue, like you said, it's just continually trying to tell us to go back to that. Yeah. It makes me, I don't remember who said it, but, um, it was, uh, it's never too late to be what you might've been. Yes. You know, and that's an incredible quote that speaks directly to regret. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's never too late. Like you can, you can make that, make a choice to do something different and to start living more in the way that you want to be living Yeah, and begin your honest pursuit of something. You know, it's uh, one of our f- favorites that we like to bring up often, Alan Watts, you know, like I remember hearing him, I'll paraphrase this, but basically saying, it's like, well, just as a thought experiment, it's like, well, it, would you rather live a hundred years, you know, 
doing things that you hate doing, just grinding it out, just making it, you know, day to day. It's like, or would 50 years spent doing things you love, pursuing things you love? You know, it's like, what, which is the better life to have lived? One's twice as long. Yeah. <laughs> right. But is it really worth it? And I think that, I, I think that you'd be crazy to say that you would take the one that's a hundred years long. Why would you want to spend a hundred years just in misery? Right. Take the 50 years of just like, of, of, of an incredible, honest pursuit of, of, just, you know, not again, it's, it doesn't mean that it's, it's not without its hardships and its heartaches and, and its challenges, but, you know, regret can be the, like one of the deepest pains that you have, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to have that at, at the end of your life to regret how you spent it. No. Like, and you don't know when the end of your life is coming. And my personal belief is that you should never you should never be at a moment where you would die with regret. You should always be in a moment of saying, I'm living my life as full out as I possibly can right now. And if I were to die right now, it would be fine because I'm giving it everything I can up until this point right now. Yeah. You know, like when I was younger, like after my friend George got killed in a car accident, um, that changed my life. And I realized that you can all just be taken away at any moment. It really hit me hard. And I, I decided that like, look, I may not have accomplished everything that I want to accomplish in my life, but up until today, this moment, I'm giving everything that I can. And that doesn't mean that I spent every single day practicing and being disciplined. Some days I was having as much fun as I possibly could playing some video games or doing something I wanted to do or hanging out with some friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like I decided that Every moment, like if you were to take my moment in the next, if you were to take my life, I would, I would go out if I even had a glimmer to think about it. And I would be like, well, this is it. But this was all of it up until now. Yeah. And I think that if we all lived our life that way, you would never really fear death because that's, that's basically what happened, man. I became fearless of death. I became fucking so fucking free. Like, and I, I, I think about that and I go, man, like, that brought out the best of me, the best yeah. I've ever been. And not because I was better, not because I had some shit together. It was because that literally was my spirit at its highest form going, we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. And I don't think my life's going to be taken in the next, but if it is, we're fucking doing it. And it was like, you know, like this is a weird little thought and you don't have to join me on it. I'm <laughs> speaking to the audience, but like if you had like, yourself living your life and then imagine you had like almost like a spirit or like like a higher self like watching you go through your life and you and that higher spirit were always in conversation and you could look up to the higher self and just be like we're fucking doing it hey you know and that higher self could be like yeah we're fucking doing it and like you just kind of like could could almost laugh at like every moment just being like we're giving it we're giving it all we got right now and like you can't ask for anything more from anybody. That's it. If you're giving it all you got, if you're being true, if you're being honest in that moment, it's all you got. And it might not be perfect and it might not be right. And you might be making a mistake and you might not know, but you're doing it. And that, I, I just really feel like that is the experience of an honest pursuit. Yeah. 
And the thing is, too, is like the, the mistakes you make on an honest pursuit are not ones you regret. No, because you're always you know, learning like, something it, good. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just a learning thing. She's like, okay, shit, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was in the pursuit of the right thing. Yes. So it's like so there's no real regret there. It's just it's just a lesson at that point. Yeah. You it know? almost doesn't factor in that it's a regret because yeah. it is just a lesson. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't factor in. Yeah. That's the point. It's just it's just a mistake. Yeah. Right. That you can you can learn from and move move through. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to just quickly touch on like, you know, like, cause I love that impassioned speech <laughs> that you made. One um, per, uh, one per talk. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you've had a couple already today, yeah, maybe. but I mean, it's, um, you know, like when we talk about this thing of, it's like when you're out there doing your thing, going for it and this, this and that, you know, like at one point in my life, I would hear something like that. And I would go, it's like, oh shit, I have to go and do something big. I have to go and do something, you know, and whatever your idea of that big is. And I just want to address that for, for a second here. You know, for some people, their honest pursuit is something that we would call big, you know, like you're, you're, an, you're the, an Elon Musk of the world, you know, and your honest pursuit is to do something like that. That's terrific. But for most of us, (laughs) for most of us, you know, like not everyone's Elon Musk, not everyone needs to be. And it's not the way that the world would function well. The world would not function well with a billion Elon Musks (laughs) out there because actually probably nothing would get done. You'd have too many cooks in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, for some people, it's like going for it, making the most of it, like the uh, of your life. That can be sitting down and, and fucking helping your, your kid with their math homework. Yes. You know, being there for your kids. That's making the most of it. You know, like there, there's, it can, it can be, um, you know, pursuing that, that, that artistic thing that, that you never went through with, or maybe you did for a while and you gave up on, but now you're like, that's, that's making the most of it. It doesn't need to be an earth shattering thing. It just needs to be true to who you are. Yes. You know, and that's a big thing. And it's a, and I'm sure I can't even, no one can even quantify how big that is. You know, the, we, you, in our preliminary discussion, we were talking about the butterfly effect. Yes, the movie, right? There's a movie, but, yeah. like, there's the idea of it, yeah. you know? It's like the, the butterfly flaps its wings in, in, you know, Japan or something like that, and it creates a hurricane on the other side of the world or however, <laughs> however that goes. But in essence, like, what it's really speaking to is that just the, the smallest action, the smallest thing that occurs can have repercussions that we have absolutely no idea. You know, we have no idea how our presence, how the, the kind of person that we are and, and what we do in the world, how that impacts the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like when, when we're really being true and honest people just in our own circles. And in, in many ways, that's that was something that I realized a few years ago, and I have to remind myself of it from time to time, but I just had this, this realization of just like, do your part in your part. 
do your part in your in your part. part like wherever in in your community in your circle just do your part in that mm-hmm. you know and if it expands from beyond that then it expands and if it expands beyond from what that circle is then it, it does but just do your part in your part mm. don't worry about being a big thing because if you are doing your part that's going to take care of itself mm-hmm. like what you're doing has impacts that that you you can't even fully understand and comprehend and in many ways no one else can either yeah you know but it it matters mm-hmm. it matters what you do even if it's just you know within within your small circle it matters yeah it matters a, a, in a big way you know it like, matters in ways that you'll never really know so trying to measure how much impact you make is is pointless i mean you don't know like you don't know the impact you're making on people's lives doing what you're doing i had you know a filmmaker um she's kind of a friend acquaintance of mine right like she's winning all these awards as a filmmaker right now and i'm so happy for her she came up to me like several years ago while i was working at the gym and she was just like hey she's like when you were doing that show it inspired me to go and make a movie and so she's just like i just wanted to tell you and now she's off winning awards and like i didn't know like i was just making some shit with my friends and going like this would be really fun you know and meanwhile you know someone who actually told me and i don't know how many other people might be out there who are who are having a similar experience as her, but someone actually came up to me and said, like, you were doing it. And I thought, you know, I'd like to do it too. And so now she's off doing it and like walking the red carpet and winning awards and shit. And it's like, well, you know, you don't know, you don't like, so in some ways, like maybe part of my journey was that part of my journey. Maybe that part of my journey was simply to inspire some other people for a greater reason or greater purpose than I even realize. And then who knows? And then who knows who that person inspired exactly. because of it? Like it's just the ripple effect. Next is, thing you know, it's yeah, it's you got an avalanche of like inspiration that's going all around. And you don't know. I mean, there's no way to measure it or keep track of it. It just reverberates out into the world and like there are these impacts. You know, the, that movie we are talking about, The Butterfly Effect, with Austin Kutcher, right? Is that how you say his name? Austin. 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 <laughs> Austin. Austin. Austin Kutcher. Austin Kutcher. Austin Kutcher. <laughs> it's a fun commercial break of humor. Um, so anyway, uh, that movie, right, he keeps trying to go back and fix things that happen to, like, make, the, make things better. But he doesn't realize that when he does this thing, it has another dramatic yeah. effect. And it keeps making things worse and worse and worse. And the thing is, is that you don't know, and this is something I try to remind myself of, is it's part of the work I've been doing, but it's like, I don't know if what happened was actually the best scenario or, or the worst scenario. I don't know. Because like in my mind, I'm like, oh, it could have been better. It could have been better. I could have not made this mistake. I could have done this. I, like, you know, and I keep seeing my own life improve. But let's just say that I didn't make that mistake and I didn't make that error of judgment that I beat myself up for. Well, like what if because I did that, like all of a sudden I found out my, my it created some reverberation and then a, one of my parents died or one of my brothers died or one of my best friends died because... I wasn't there when I otherwise would have been. And then that created an event where they were, you know, and all of a sudden, like 
that person's dead or they're paraplegic or something happened to them that was really bad because, you know, and so who knows? And so you start to think, well, like your mistakes might have saved someone else's life. Now, if you knew that, you might go, I'd gladly take that mistake because it would mean the price of this. Yeah. But because we're so self-centered, <laughs> because <laughs> we're so self-involved, we often, when we're in regret, forget that there's a whole other world around us that greatly impacts us. Mm-hmm. So even if you're just doing it selfishly, <laughs> you might end up in a worse scenario regardless. So this could be, this could very well be the best reality you could have been in. And you might have made all the perfect choices and you just don't realize it because your perception of what your life's supposed to look like or what you think it needs to look like is askew and it's off and it's, it's incomplete. So, you know, um, an honest pursuit, I think what's really important about it is that you don't get attached to results. What you focus on is the moment you're in. Mm-hmm. And, and being honest in that moment and doing what's true for you in that moment. And, um, you know, you can look to the future and think about what you want to try and attempt to build, but recognize that you're not in control of that. So since you're not in control of that, you can do your best to try to like, you know, inform it. But right now is really all you have. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, you know, another thing that we never really talked about was I'll just bring this in is like this concept of sacrifice. You know, if you keep feeling like you have to sacrifice your dream, sacrifice what you care about, sacrifice all of this stuff all the time, that becomes your experience of your life. Yeah. But if when you're doing something, someone might look at it and go, well, you're sacrificing, but you don't experience it like sacrificing it. You experience like, no, this is what I want to do. I want to practice. I want to train. I want to do this. Then it doesn't become your whole life gets sacrificed. It becomes... Yeah. You doing what you want to do, you know, like you, if you were to, so to say, like die in training before you got to the big day, at least you were training, at least you were doing the thing or working towards the thing that you wanted, which mm-hmm. is so much more meaningful, and important than doing something that you don't really want to do anyway. You know, mm-hmm. like sacrifice is an illusion. It's a, it's a, it's a disconnect from our own values. It's a, you know, because, you know, when you're making time for somebody you love, if if that's a sacrifice for you, if you feel like you're giving up something you love, then you don't really like do what you love. Like fuck off with that. Go do what you love. Stop like obligating yourself into taking care of something that you don't want to take care of. And if that means that you're a shitty parent, then you're going to have to be a shitty parent. But I say that making you full aware that you will pay the consequence of being a shitty parent and you will pay for the consequences of your shitty parenting. So, you know, you might go, well, I don't really want to be a shitty parent. And then you take care of your kid and you take care of your kid gladly because you recognize that sometimes you don't get to do what you want because you have other responsibilities that matter more. And so you do them and you do them Which because means that you are actually doing what you want. Exactly. Yeah. This is my point. So, but we need to get our fucking values straight because yeah. otherwise, if you don't even know what you really care about, if you don't know what really matters to you, it's pretty difficult to have an honest pursuit. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't even be honest with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 
So this is some, this yeah, is some man. stuff. How, let's talk about beer. Yeah, let's talk about beer. <laughs> with that, with all of that said, let's talk about oh, beer. Oh, man. I love it. It's going to give that, little, that baby up. Top up. So this is a real dark one. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's rich. Very rich. And by the title, you will know what we are talking about. It's called a Himalayan Salted Caramel Porter. And this is from the Trailblazer series from Old Yale Brewing Co., um, by the way, Evan and I just have a beer. This isn't an ad. We just have a beer every podcast because it spurs on the conversation. It's part of the tradition. And we love craft beer and we like to talk about it and give some props to having a good beer. So that's what this is. You know what? I, I, I like it. I mean, I don't always drink porters, um, but it's, it's a very full and tasty beer. I mean... I wouldn't like sit here and drink this beer like all night back to back to back, but it's one of those beers. And I think by the title itself, you know, it's like you're going to have one and it's like almost a dessert in and of itself. It is, yeah. especially this one, like salted caramel, yeah. like it's because uh, <laughs> it does have quite a sweetness to it. And I always forget how much I actually enjoy porters and stouts. You know, it's like I almost never buy them for myself, but I'm a person who I kind of just like to drink like a beer. Yeah. Like I like to have have one drink and then I'm good. Yeah. Um, and a porter is like something like this is perfect for that because they are, you just yeah. kind of want to sip it. Like you don't want to just pound it down. Like you just want to enjoy it and savor it. And it's quite tasty. Well, one, one reason we, why I got this was because it's a limited series. It's seasonal. And also... Um, it's something we hadn't had before, but like, I really like salted caramel and I thought, you know, why not? Like, let's try it out. But this is, um, this is one of those beers where it's like, you know, you're, you're having a beer like this and you're just, you're just kind of like, if you like it, obviously, but it's like, you're just kind of in a state of like, I'm just really enjoying this thing. It's like having a nice meal. It's, it's just, and I think that, you know, when you're in an honest pursuit and I want to pair this back. An honest pursuit, in my opinion, is so much about just doing things fully, just doing them wholeheartedly. Like mm. if you're going to watch TV, watch it, like, like love it, own it, do it. Yeah. If you're going to play video games. If you're going to have a beer, if you're going to have a smoke, whatever you're doing, just do it. Like this is, this is it. Like, like have yeah. that kind of like lust for life as though this is your moment. You know, mm-hmm. you remember that day where yeah. I was like, this <laughs> is my moment. I mean, you know, I was in such pain and turmoil, um, kind of like leading up to that. I had done a lot of work to get through that, but that was one of those moments where I was just like, this right now is my moment. And it was like every moment from then has always been my moment. Mm-hmm. This is my moment because there is nothing else but right now. And if you are doing this fully, you get so much out of it. Yeah. You know, really what is, and we've been talking about this a lot, but I mean, recently, like I, it's been like, I've been getting beaten over the head with this, but it's like attention is everything. Our attention is absolutely fucking everything. Like our attention creates our, our worlds, you know? And it's like, and, we're so often caught up in, in the judgments of what's going on that we just, we, we miss out on our lives that are happening right in front of us. You know, we miss out on how 
how magical just the the seemingly mundane and ordinary is. I think the Buddha said, it's like, if we could see the miracle of a single flower clearly, our entire lives would change, mm. you know, and, and it's, it's about attention, mm-hmm. you know, it's about really seeing something for what it is, you know, and how extraordinary it is. Because, I mean, for me, the fact that anything is, is extraordinary. Yeah. When I really think about it, when I have the mindfulness to stop and think about it. It's like, this is extraordinary. This is extraordinary that you and I are here having this conversation. This is extraordinary that there are people at the other end of this listening to this conversation. How the hell does that even happen? Yeah. It's like it boggles the mind. It it baffles me at times. Sometimes it's overwhelming to think about. We take so much for granted. You know, we don't really think about how all these things came together to make the thing what it is, you know, and this, in this moment is so rich. I mean... There were so many things that had to occur for us to get to this moment right now and be here and be, be able to enjoy it and just like live it. And sometimes, you know, I think you can be in a moment of fucking rage or just like sadness. But like my suggestion is the more you let yourself like just really be in it, not only are the more you're going to get out of it, the more whole you're going to feel in your life. But the faster you will find that you, you are going to, it's going to go like, and that's like the thing that people don't realize. Like when we love a moment, when we're so happy, we're like, I just want to be here forever. And then it's gone. Right. But when you hate a moment, it seems to like last forever and never change. Because if you just like fully were in like, fuck, I'm so fucking sad. Like my fucking heart is breaking right now. It would pass. Because the more fully you experience it, like the quicker time just kind of takes it away from you. And not that you should be, that's another thing. Don't be worried about trying to keep each moment forever. Move on to the next and let the next moment be the next moment. Like, like that's, I think, a thing when you're in an honest pursuit, you're willing to go from moment to moment to moment and let every moment be its moment. Not try to like, Oh, I like this moment. Let's keep this one here forever. Yeah. Like that, that is always going to lead to trouble. And I mean, if anybody <laughs> is conscious being, <laughs> they know that's fucking true. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that, you, that when you try to hang on to something, it, it will elude you forever. Like it's like the, it's the, it's the whole butterfly thing. You just got to let it go and let it come back. And yeah, you know, if you, if you had a moment in your life that was like just pristine and perfect, um, you know, even if it doesn't come back that way, let that be that moment that you had. And, and, and don't try and compare that moment to other moments. Let that be that moment. And then let your next moments be their moments mm-hmm. because it's this comparison of moments yeah. that makes that, that sabotages and pollutes the whole experience. I would say it's like if for all our listeners out there, think about like, you know, uh, a day that you had that was just perfect, you know, or yeah, like some, some moment in your life that was just, it was perfect. And think about how that all happened, how that moment of perfection, because like, I, I, I hope everyone's had this experience because I've, I know I've had a few experiences in my life of just being like, this was like a perfect day. 
you know, uh, and I'll just get specific. Think of a perfect day that you spent, that you had. Because I'm sure you will find that there was a certain level to which you had planned it. This is going back to one of our past conversations about planning, but like there was a certain element to which, yeah, you, you had organized it to some extent, but I promise you there was probably some unexpected things that happened along the way, you know, things that took you by surprise, maybe many things that took you by surprise in this day, but you were there and you really took them in. You know, like I think about a day I spent um, with my now wife, we were in Paris, you know, and like we'd, we'd sort of plan. I was like, yeah, all right, let's, let's head to this area of the city and we'll explore whatever. We had sort of like a general plan to just to get us over there, you know, and plus there was the whole plan just getting over to Paris as it was. But regardless, we're here and like, we're just spending this, this day wandering around doing this and that. We didn't know where we were going to go and stop to eat or grab coffee or specifically necessarily all the places that we were going to go. But we ended up at all these different places and we ended up wandering into places where we just didn't know. And we ended up just stumbling upon just these beautiful uh, moments of life just sort of exploding. And on this day, I got stung by a bee. <laughs> <laughs> I got stung by a bee on this day. I hadn't been stung by a bee and since I was like a, part like of a kid. <laughs> wasn't part of the plan. But now it's just kind of a funny thing. It was still a perfect day. Yeah. Which like this getting stung by a bee was still, <laughs> still perfect. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. So it's like try and find one of those moments in your life and, and really take a look at how that all unfolded, Mm -hmm. you know, how some of it was control and some of it was a little bit of chaos, Mm -hmm. you know, but for most of it, you were probably really there. Yeah. You were probably really there. I think that it comes back down to the law of presence. You know, I'm realizing we, we did all our artist laws and we talked to all the ones that we've at least perceived at this point and gathered, but the law of presence just comes up so much for me with this conversation and by the way, you can go back and listen to that, that talk if you want. But um, being in this moment is so much about what an honest pursuit is. Is like when you're, when you're like allowing yourself to just be in the moment you're in, it can be a truly incredible thing. And I, I, you know, I, I would tribute the craft of acting for that because what acting taught me whether I do anything with acting in the future or not, I don't know, but acting will forever have given me the gift of being okay with whatever the moment is. You know, it really taught me to really run with that and see where that takes me and let that be. And I think that that's a lesson that every person, every human being can take is that you're, you can always just tap into presence. You can always just be there and be like, isn't this incredible? Like, even if it's not like what you perceive as good, but like, isn't it incredible that I'm here right now in this struggle, having this feeling, doing this thing? Like, isn't that like, like, and just like, let yourself like be in that, you know, let it be everything that it is. And, and recognize that this moment right now you're having may never happen again. 
this may be the last time you ever get to experience this. And you might be in the, the end of a breakup, the beginning of a new relationship. You might be in any situation, but this moment right now may never happen ever again in your life. And you could be missing it. But if you just stop and let it be this fucking part of your journey to give you context and, and all sorts of wonderful things for everywhere you go, not only will you, will you fully own this moment and, and potentially let it have its time, but it will allow you to move on to whatever your next is. You know, I think that what happens is we get stuck in the moments we don't want to get, we don't want to be in because we're unwilling to be in them. And we, the moments we love pass too fast because all we want to do is be in them. Mm -hmm. And the beauty though of good moments, because no one regrets a good moment. Do they? (laughs) Do they? Come on. No one does. Even if they pass super quick, we never regret them. So if you are in a series of good moments, you're just in a series of non-regret. So it's like a wonderful thing. I mean, it's really, it's really kind of the way to go. I mean, it's, it, it is, it is like you take a step and you're in this moment and you're in this moment and you're in this moment and you're in this moment. And then, oh, I, I experienced that one kind of before. And it's like, oh, oh, that one, oh, that came back. Okay. This is new. This is new. But, you know, and you're just like a child all of a sudden again. I mean, we all have these kind of weird little nostalgias of like being a child and how wonderful and open and free it was. Well, presence, man. I mean, being in this moment, letting it be entirely what it is and being entirely new. I mean, that is, that is one of the first fundamental foundational steps of like living your life fully. I mean, children are so present, you know, they're so present that like, it looks like distraction to us as adults a lot of the time, but it's like, no, they're just like really honoring each moment a lot of the time. Really paying attention. Yeah. It's just like so many, you know, like wise philosophers and teachers like throughout time have said, just like, be like children. Yeah. You know, like be like kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's one of the reasons why we actually nurture, um, we try to nurture the concept of childhood in our culture because we recognize that it's such a valuable time and we want... We want every person to have that experience because we recognize that life gets complicated and it gets difficult and it gets challenging. And when you're a child, um, you know, it's one of those moments where you get this brief period of kind of freedom to just be. And that's your kind of training. And some of us, we didn't get very good childhoods. Some of us got better ones, but like, you know, whatever, man, it's never too late. Like it's, it's, you can always give yourself your life. Yeah. And you don't have to, you don't have to like make excuses for that. It's never too late to be what you might've been. Are we wrapping this up? I think so. I mean, (laughs) that was kind of like the false ending. That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Is it over? Is it over? Oh no, they're still talking. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap it up and let's, uh, let's kind of like, I don't know, share what we gather. Yeah, just just close it out. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll just go with something I said earlier because that was sort of a what really sticks out to me of, of something about regret in this whole conversation is that really what it it is saying is like is live your life. And 
to that, it's also saying you are not living your life and you are not being who you know you're, you're supposed to be. Regret is. Yeah, yeah. That's what regret is telling us. And in that way, it is a tremendous friend and advisor to us. And we just need to stop running through because like that's, that's what regret is actually saying. And then, but what we turn it into, what our egos turn it into is you're not good enough. Mm. You know, like you're, you should be better than this. You know, you're a piece of shit, whatever it is, Shames you. you know, it just, yeah. it turns it into shame. And it's like, and there's no reason to feel ashamed about this. You know, it's like, accept the fact that, yeah, maybe you made a mistake. Maybe you did something that was out of your integrity and maybe you've been doing it for a while. It's okay because now you know. And that's an, like the fact that you know is, is incredible. Like it means that it was whatever happened, it's worth it. Whatever happened was worth it because now you know. Mm. So you can let that go. You know, you can learn from it, accept your mistakes, accept your humanity, (laughs) accept that that you are a human being who has made mistakes, who is going to continue to make mistakes. But from now on, you can start to, you can start to follow an honest path for yourself and begin to turn those regrets into just simply mistakes. Nice. Nice. I mean, you wrapped up a lot of good stuff there. I would say that, no your matter. move, Brandon. Your move. Your move. Checkmate. Ah. <laughs> this is well, a competition, everybody. Oh just so God. you know, me and Brandon just try to try to outdo each Who other. Can close out better. No, we don't even do that at all. But um, <laughs> no, but I mean, you wrapped up a lot of what we talked about. So I mean, what I would say is that you know, I would give yourself the grace of recognizing that whatever got you to this point, you did the best you could. This was, this was it. And nobody can ever ask you of any more, not even yourself. You did the best you could with what you were given. And even if you feel like you made mistakes or didn't do what you really wanted to do, that at the time was the best you could do. And now you are here right now in this moment. And all I can say is that it all can begin right now, once again, as it will begin again in the next moment and the next and the next. And I would just say, you know, there's this funny little saying and Evan knows it well, because I said it once, this is your moment. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.